that's all that this is. Human design, our human design is just our vehicle, our bodies. This is how our unique vehicle field was meant to move through the world. There's that, and then there's consciousness. We are consciousness just plopped into a vehicle. Right. We just, at, up until this point, didn't have a manual for how our vehicle was working, so we were trying to control it. Yeah. But if we, we start to just let our vehicle do its thing, we then get to finally observe. Free your mind. You are listening to the Feminine Flow Podcast. If you're a woman who is committed to her self-development, curious about her spirituality, and loves going down the rabbit hole in your life and your business, consider this your space to feel seen, heard, and understood in the awakening of you. My name is Dina Fay, and I'm your host, guide, and fellow soulpreneur. My intention with the feminine flow is to empower you with codes of consciousness that help you raise your vibration, embody your authentic self, and create the freedom-fueled life that you entered this playing field to receive. Get ready to flow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the feminine flow, and happy new year. I hope that you guys dug my new intro. I felt very called to just be on like a consistent state of like, let's upgrade everything in our life, in our business, in our brand. Um, new year, new intro, you know the deal. So new intro, I'm kind of obsessed with it. And yeah, I'm really excited for today's episode and for you guys to dig in because this episode is going to be all about going down the rabbit hole of human design. So whether you've heard of human design before or not, you know by now that self-development at its core is really just about knowing who you truly are. And we are blessed to have so many different modalities available to help us create this sense of knowingness, right? And you know, part of our spiritual awakenings are going to call us to explore different modalities and to see what resonates most for the path that we're currently on. And let me tell you, human design has really empowered me with a deeper understanding of how I was intended to operate in this lifetime. It was honestly like relieving to find out my human design profile. And I think it will be for you too if you haven't done this as yet because this is when you'll start to see all the puzzle pieces come together about why things didn't work out when you were trying to follow the status quo instead of being true to you. So for this episode, I brought in human design expert, Paige Michelle, who is known as the mother of human design. Paige is an advocate for women and mothers. She's really passionate and amazing and just exudes so much confidence and intelligence while she is, you know, helping women get more out of their life, business, and relationships by using their unique genetic blueprints with human design. So a core value of the feminine flow is, you know, creating this platform for women to empower women. So I cannot wait for you to meet Paige. And, you know, without further ado, let's just dive right in. All right. Welcome, Paige Michelle, to the feminine flow. I am so excited to have you here today. How are you doing? How's the new year treating you? I'm so good. Um, the new year has been something. 
<laughs> it's been it's been really really good. Um, I just moved into it. I had an emergency surgery right before. Oh, oh yeah, snap. Christmas Eve. So I spent so much of last year just doing doing doing. Um, and God is like, nope, we're gonna we're gonna flow right in, flow right into uh, 2020 and set a different type of precedent. So it's been the most relaxed mm. um, that I've ever ever entered into a new year. So it's good. Oh, so it's like you're being called to kind of slow down, slow your roll. Something, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely being called. I just did my podcast New Year's review, and it's just a lot of positioning for 2020 was the end of the year, just positioning me for creating capacity. I feel that. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, 2019 yeah. ended with a bang. Did it? I feel like it did. Like <laughs> there was so much just like going on and like shifts and it's like, okay, like I got to gear up for this There's new year. So much going, There's so much happening astrology wise yes. in, in January that, woo, I, you know, you're trying not to be, you know, go into your fear body. Yes. Um, trying. <laughs> trying. I know what trying isn't even real. So, I mean, I'm going out of my way to not be in my fear body when it comes to that. But yeah, I think every, all the tools we learned in 2019 or to prepare us for um, what is coming. Yeah, exactly. That's, mm -hmm. It's been one long, beautiful lesson. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. It can only get better from here. So this is something that I ask everyone who joins me on the feminine flow. And that is, have you experienced an awakening, whether it be like spiritual or like of your personal truth, authentic, like whatever it may be. So many. <laughs> what has that been like for you? <laughs> um, it feels like constant. Like I get like a three month break and then I have another awakening, another awakening. Um, a psychic the other day just was like, you know, you have one more in you before the end of the year. I'm like, yes, I do. I know that. Um, what does it feel like? Was that essentially the question? Yeah. Like what has your experience been like? Grief. Um, that's what it feels like to me. It feels exciting. There's all this momentum built. And then it feels like grief because you can feel that other people are going to be left behind or that the relationships are going to change. Yeah. And, that's, and, and there's like a familiarity and then there's a, an abandonment issue. So it feels like grief and then it feels like certainty and then it feels like, of course, inevitability. And then it's, it doesn't feel like anything because then it's yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the state, there's definitely stages to it, mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. awakening. Do you remember the first time you realized that like an awakening is actually what was happening to you? I didn't realize it was an awakening in the moment, but it yeah. was, there, there will always be the moment, you know, like there's like the holy moment that changes everything, I think. Um, and I'm sure it calm, like, it was a culmination of a lot of things that I was driving to at the time I was a waitress at Applebee's. This is before my business, before I even yeah. knew I had a business. I had a Mary Kay business, but, um, and I was driving and Katy Perry's firework came on and I, I was so cheesy, but I was just overwhelmed with emotion, like emotionality. And I was just like, I am a firework. I can't, what am I doing with my life? And then everything changed. I literally lost my job. I mean, how do you lose a waitressing job? I'll never, I've, there's not been a job I've not been fired from. Um, but I lost that job and then I became a paralegal out of nowhere. Um, and then that trajectory just kind of led me here six, almost seven years later. Uh, but yeah. it all started with that moment. And then there were countless moments after that, awakenings after that. But that was yeah. my moment that was like, holy, sh there's more. 
Yes. This can't be it. <laughs> I love that you said Katy Perry was playing because it's like, if there could be a soundtrack playing for every like aha moment in my life, it's would be a good album. <laughs> well, you know, she, um, her Instagram bio says light worker. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Oh, I didn't You don't know even that. know. Yeah. It doesn't say sing or anything. It says light worker. I'm like, mm. little angel. I love it. <laughs> All right. So you are a human design expert from mm-hmm. what I've heard. And I heard you are also known as the mother of the. human design. Yeah. How we, did that happen? Um, I had my business and it was really successful, but I was so exhausted and just awful. You know, I, I, I just was not in a good place physically, mentally, emotionally. Because a lot, that's a lot of wattage coming at you, six figures in six months. You have all this responsibility. I just become a mom. Um, my marriage was not happy. Like it was not a happy marriage. And so I was like, again, there's got to be something. This can't be it. Right. Um, and so I went to a retreat and decided to burn that version of my business down. It was more of a marketing agency at the time. And at the same retreat, somebody knew human design. And this was back in the day. Nobody yes. knew about human design back then. Um, and so she told me about it and that was it. I was, I, I kept doing Facebook ads and sales funnels, but I wouldn't do them without incorporating other people's human designs or at least helping them on the personal development end of things. Because if people weren't working on their mindset and the personal development, they weren't getting results that they wanted or they did get the results and they were miserable like I was. So like right. integrity wise, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this to another human or facilitate this. So that's how it all started. It started about four years ago. And I mean, it, it was about five years ago that I discovered it. Four years I've been using it in business. Right. But that's why we, we refer to me as the mother of human design because I learned it through my giving birth to my child, but also through, I taught so many other women. So a lot of the, the people you see talking about human design now were taught by me or they were taught by somebody I taught. Oh. Yeah, in the millennial generation. Yeah. So there are elders and people that I look up to and that I learned from. But when you're looking at it as it goes mainstream, you know, I'm taking my ownership there. Oh, I love that. I feel mm-hmm. like in most entrepreneur entrepreneurial journeys, they feel like awakenings because there gets to be that moment where you realize you've kind of been operating on like a surface level. Mm-hmm. And there's like layers to this and deeper mm-hmm. ways and different modalities that you can apply. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so let's, t- let's talk more about human design. So I feel like yeah. still not enough people know what this is. Yeah, I mean, I won't be happy until every single person. <laughs> to me, self-education and self-knowledge and awareness is a birthright. Yes. That we have been systematically kept from. We don't teach yes, in schools. Exactly. For you have to ask yourself why. They don't want us to know ourselves. So I won't sleep. Well, I will sleep, but I won't rest. <laughs> Until everybody knows their human design. So human design is a system made up of multiple systems. And it's really, really beautiful to see how they all work together. It's like, holy, really, truly. Um, It's the I Ching. It's the tree of life. It's quantum physics. It's astrology. And it kind of merges and, and moves them all together. And it creates its own synthesis that is the human design and most people are aware there's five types. There's a manifester, there's a generator, manifesting generator, a projector, and a reflector. And then from there, you have 
the authorities, which is your inner authority, your inner decision-making. To me, it's how your direct line to God. It's like your refined energy, how you connect to, to higher consciousness that's unique to you. And then you have so many layers under that um, that you can dive into when it comes to breaking patterns and living your best life. Oh, yes. Okay, and how can, how can someone go about getting – finding out what their profile is. Yeah, you can go to mybodygraph.com mm-hmm. or you can go to jovianarchive.com, whichever you want to go to. Um, and you put in your birth date because it's based on where the stars and planets were when you were born. And why that's important is because of neutrinos. So neutrinos are subatomic particles that are really, 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 really refined. Oh. Um, and they carry information, but they're so refined. They're so they're They're close to... When it comes to mass, there's not a lot of mass there. So what happens is they're always moving and they hit different planets and different solar systems and collect all this information from these different planets and energies. And when you're born, when you leave and you're separate from your mother's womb, it comes in to your body, it drops the information, and then it keeps moving. So it's really important to know where the stars and planets were so you know what energies and information was available and what was dropped into your body, your genes, your patterns, all of those things. Um, I know people are like, what is it? how can you decide when you're born? Like, how, how does that matter? Like, well, science, but. <laughs> well, science. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've never heard of nu- neutrinos before. That was yeah. like, my brain was like. Google, Google them. Um, it's basically dark matter, which we're still learning a lot about dark matter. Uh, but there's just so much out there, and that's that's how you that is how we can kind of tell what your personality is going to be mm-hmm. based on where the stars are. And then obviously you're not limited to that, but right. it's what starting. It's what we start with. It's what we're working with. Right. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I know the first time I went to find out my human design profile, like I did the whole chart thing, and I looked, and I was like, what? what does all of this mean? Like, it was very like, I was like, I don't know. But um, I found out I was a projector and I was like Mm. trying to Google different things and piece it all together. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do you recommend someone kind of start with Mm -hmm. when, when they go down that rabbit hole? So I have my own perspective after doing this for four years. um, Cause I've seen thousands of women struggle with getting the information, but not knowing how to implement the information. I'm like, I see patterns. I'm a problem solver. I'm just like, what is missing? How is this information not being presented? How does it need to be presented? So I wrote a book, it's called The Patterns. And that's what I would recommend people start with. And why this is important is because in our human design, we have these open centers. And it's where we receive other people's information. It's essentially nurture versus nature. This is how we are conditioned by our family, by the people around us, by our our friends, by the schools and systems. And so if we can identify where we're open and where and what patterns have been playing out our entire life that aren't us, we can then identify why we might have a hard time implementing the information we're about to get right about ourselves. So if I don't if I have a pattern of not thinking that I'm worthy, And it's going to be really hard for me to implement the information I'm getting in human design because I don't think that I'm good enough or that I'm worthy enough to have it. Or, you know, it's just that that worthiness is going to impede anything that that information could provide for me. So I recommend starting with my book, The Patterns. um, And from there, doing, taking that information, implementing that information, and then any information you get about human design is going to be applicable. 
Oh, okay. I'm about to get that. Yeah. It's only $1.11 if you buy it through me. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. So when it comes down to, I know there's like the different profiles. Can we talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Because I feel like sometimes it's helpful just to hear like what your perspective is of like each profile Mm -hmm. when someone's like just finding out. Yeah. So I'll start with the, (laughs) who who they could be. It's like the potential, you know, The problem with society is people think they know who they are and they don't, you know, Um, they think they know who they are. So manifestors is the first type and it's the, the, we live in a manifestor world because so many of the leaders previously were manifestors and the manifestors are catalyzers. They get ideas. They have this, um, they have this more catalyzing energy when they enter a room, their, their aura kind of like pushes you back into yourself. So not everybody likes that. Yeah. So they have this really powerful energy that creates a very interesting dynamic, especially when they're kids. It's like their parents know this person is like a loose cannon. They can do whatever they want. They're so powerful. So they have that, that sense of being powerful, but also not wanting to be too powerful because then they might be rejected. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it plays out over their life. But ultimately, manifestors are here to initiate things to get the ball rolling on things, to provide ideas, to provide information for generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors to respond to. Um, there's less of them now. So there's like, mm. what is the percentage? Um, right now it's probably around 15 to 20% of the population is, is a manifester, maybe even 10, maybe 10% of the population oh, wow. is more manifestors. Um, and we live in a manifestor world. We're taught to operate as manifestors are meant to operate, which is have an idea, go make it happen. Go tell right. people you want it. Go, go, you need to sell somebody something, go reach out and, and inbox them, invite them to the group. You know, it's a very powerful energy that only 10% of the population can really embody and can really act from, and it doesn't feel yucky. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're really meant to make things happen, but they also deal with a lot of disempowerment, like I said, because they're, they're controlled from a very early age. They're right. actively disempowered. Wow. So um, they're my favorite, one of my favorite types, but you, I have to work with them for a very long time <laughs> because they tend to not like advice. They're very independent. Okay. Like so, a longer timeline. Yeah. Or yeah, it takes a little bit longer for me yeah. to work with them to build a rapport, to be able to build a relationship where they trust me yeah. to even take my advice because they're, you know, they're very dependent, independent and they I'm really struggling. don't, yeah, they really don't need anybody and they fucking know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like they're and they're logically like, that is a great, that's great. And mm, I'm going to do my own thing. So. Right. What a good problem them. to have. <laughs> Love them. Um, so once they get, once they start deconditioning and getting rid of their, not getting rid of, but repatterning, deconditioning all of the things that society has told them that they need to be, they're extremely powerful and effective. So it's like, they're the, they're the pharaohs. They have the idea for the, the pyramids, but they don't need to be putting, like they're not building it. Right. They have the idea. Yeah. So the builders are the generators and the manifesting generators because they have the life force energy to do it. So the light, that's what makes a generator a generator is it literally has this magnetic life force energy at the center that is that replenishes every single day. It's the same amount every single day. And it's verbal, it turns on and off, like uh-huh, uh-uh. So if something's an uh-huh for me, 
my, I get, my energy starts, I, my energy starts building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of wait for the thing to come to me. And that's what a lot of people get it confused. Manifestors are meant to go make it happen. Generators are meant to get excited or to get, turn that motor on to get the uh uh-huh and then stay in joy, stay in flow, go do whatever makes them feel good. And the thing that they need, the next thing will come to them, which is why society struggles. Right. And which one are you? I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. Yeah. So I had to learn and teach faith and actually teaching people how to wait and the discomfort of waiting for people. Yeah. And that's another reason why the information just doesn't work on its own. It's very difficult for people because nobody's teaching the art of mm-hmm. waiting and like and, and faith and certainty and trust and surrender and submission and all of those things that are so, that are so necessary to be able to receive what it is you want to respond you need to respond to. So um, that's what generators are meant to do. They're meant to have an idea, get the idea, and then kind of do their thing until something externally shows up in their environment to say, uh-huh, or, uh-huh. It can be a billboard you see. It could be something you read in a book. Right. Um, I was considering doing a certification. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to finish what I'm doing right now. And if that happens, it happens. Well, somebody asked me if I was doing a certification. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Guess we're doing it, you know? Right. Um, but it doesn't mean I go and make it happen. It just means, okay, the next aha uh-huh moment will come and it all starts to unfold. So it's really being okay with the unfolding of life. Right. So okay. it's like like being very aware of like the signs and synchronicities that are around you at all times, it's like requires, more than anyone else. requires presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why 70% of – and that's 70% of the population are generators or a generator type. That's why we struggle. Because there's no presence. Yeah. We're not in our body. We can't even hear. It is a verbal uh-huh, uh-uh. So a lot of people have been taught not to, to, to make those noises. Very primal. So to not know what your noise is, is a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, to be able to tap into what your noise is and then to be able to trust it. But then able to be able to trust life to come to you, to demand the respect from life to come to you. You don't need to go make it happen. You're worthy of it coming to you. Right. Layers. Yeah. So many layers um, of why it's difficult to implement the information on your own. Right. And the manifesting generator is a type of generator. They just tend to make, they just have a slightly more energy because they have a direct line from their motor to their mouth. Oh. Which so is how energy, like all the energy in our body is trying to get up and out. It right. wants to move. So for generators, it tends to move just faster, um, but we tend to skip steps that we have to go back that were really important. Mm-hmm. Like when I build a funnel, I get it out there and then I'm like, it breaks or somebody doesn't get their email and it just creates actually more work. So if I just would have done it and taken my time with it, it would, it would have happened. Um, it probably would have saved me energy in the long run. But we're manifesting generators are meant to do multiple things. You know, um, have an e-com business on the side of your coaching business. Maybe you do some art. Maybe you're a dancer. You know, there's, you're meant to do all of it and maybe not monetize all of it, but you're mm-hmm. meant to stay expressed and moving that energy and none of it's linear. Yeah. None of it's linear. So um, that's learning how to live a non-linear life and learning how to kind of maneuver and navigate through other people not understanding that. How right. to, People still have no idea what I do, and I've been doing it for seven years loudly. 
right? and explaining it every day. And people are still like, I don't get how you dancing or you being on a podcast or you doing this or whatever is a business or makes money. I'm like, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> because she understands it. She, I don't need you to understand it. But for a long time, I needed people to understand it. Yeah. I needed to be validated. So that's kind of where manifesting generators get a little hung up is needing people to under, needing for it to make logical sense and yeah. to need the path laid out in front of them. It's just never going to happen for you. It's you, it shows up for you one step at a time. Right. And how did you find that you were able to like separate yourself from that want? Um, the trust and the experience that happens from the trust every time. Just be, I, the, the way that God has, and I call God, I use God. Yeah. Um, but source, higher power, whatever yeah. you want. The way that it has presented life to me and that it has, I mean, I could have never, ever imagined. And it's so much easier than all the plans I could have had for myself. Does that make sense? So I'm like, it's way, it's actually more fun for me to have an idea and then just do what makes me feel good and to trust that it will come to me because I can get into excited anticipation of something. I'm not in anxiety of a, of a specific outcome. I'm like, God, the way that God has shown me other things and brought other things to me has been so delightful. Like I'm delighted. I'm like, Oh, this is so fun. So I just remember that I, I kind of go back to that memory and I just build that trust, making decisions, trusting in faith, seeing it play out, honoring that moment, getting excited in that moment when it does happen, when it does manifest, we skip mm, that. Yes. Lot, which that anchors it in for you. And it actually makes it easier to create moving forward. And easier to relax and just be more receptive. Right. So that's that's how it's been through faith based and and more quantum physics work than anything. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of like just surrendering. Yes, but the art, that's an art. You know? <laughs> it really is the whole art. Yeah. Um, and then, so speaking of surrender and faith, the next type is projectors. Oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> so projectors also have to wait. Um, but more for an invitation. And that is terrible. They have a real hard time with that. Yeah. You tell a projector that for the first time, like, what do you mean I have to wait for an invitation? You know the energy of an invite. It doesn't need to be a written invitation, but you know the energy of when somebody's inviting you in versus you impeding upon a conversation or you enforcing your opinion or feeling defensive from somebody's projections and then right. – and then forcing your opinion. So it's really the, the, the invite is very subjective. Right. At the end of the day, you know what that feels like for you and just waiting for that. It's like going to a cocktail party and instead of going up to people, you can just go do your thing and people will come to you. Yeah. So correct people. Why would you make your life harder <laughs> by going up to people and trying to force yourself to make friends or in a conversation when they're not going to be the correct people for you. But if you just go into your corner, your aura is going to do the talking with everybody else's aura and then they're going to come up to you. It's just, it's a really easy way of life. Yeah. Once you can, res- the receptivity is there. Yes. That's the key part. I feel like, cause I will be that person who's like in the party, like waiting and then no one ever comes. You just got to be, <laughs> and you got to be certain in that. And that's okay. If nobody yeah. comes and they weren't your people, yeah. maybe you weren't even supposed to be at that party because you didn't know your authority and you thought you needed to be there because you didn't want to be rude and decline an invite. Mm. So it's all about the honoring that authority inside of you, which is yeah. the type. And then 
waiting for the invitation. And it's a very collaborative life. Um, a lot of partnerships, a lot of um, referrals. It could just be very easy. My yeah. productive is the easiest time. Once they start, you know, really working on the faith work and the receptivity work and the magnetism and, and releasing control, yeah, life gets really easy. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, when, I, when I'm in alignment, everything just flows to me. And you can be in alignment <laughs> every day. It's yeah. like, if, you know, some people are like, oh, those days that I was in alignment, I'm like, that's also a conscious decision every day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, to be if yeah. moment by moment. So it's, that's what I have found with the human design is, you start working with the the manual, the guide for your vehicle. Right. That's it. And once it starts operating the way it was supposed to operate, it will meet the people it's supposed to meet and it will just be an easier life. It's just less resistance. Ew. There's one final type. Yeah. Which is the reflector. Uh, that's 1% of the population. And they're completely open. So they're always constantly receiving information from other people and from the transits and so they can be the most generator, generating generator in the world or the most projectory projector in the world. If they don't know who they are, they get lost and the world kind of sucks them in. Life kind of sucks them into all of these patterns and circumstances that aren't theirs. Wow. So they can get really sick. They're basically, I have one of my team, her name's Jenny, and she's, they're an evaluator. If I put Jenny in a room and she gets sick, that's not a good, that's not a healthy room. Mm. It's not a healthy room. So either I shift the energy or it's not the correct group or whatever, but it's not a healthy room. She's a pure reflection of her environment. Wow. Yeah. So they had to wait 28 days to make a, like a big decision because they have so much energy coming in from other people that they need to be able to try, like move through all of it before they really decide, okay, I'm going to commit to this thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met, to my knowing, I've ever met a reflector like you said, they're 1% of the population. What makes them so rare? I'm like fascinated by them. Just an, a, an absence of definition. There's just not, it's just born at a specific time and there wasn't energy to create those defined centers. It's really, really fascinating. So the well, way that a, a, def, a center becomes defined is through two gates connecting and creating a, a basically a connection from one defined center to another when they're born, there just wasn't the, the, the very specific things that are happening in the sky. They are born to be open and to be a reflection of their society. And we need them because mm -hmm. we're getting ready to move into more of a community-based society. Right. Yes. We need, the, we need the reflectors to be like, it's not healthy here. Gonna, oh. What are we going to do? How can we, how can we make it healthier here? Not like, Oh, this is not a good society. This is not a good community. This is a unhealthy community because that's where we're going. So they're going to be, they're going to play a much bigger role in that. Uh, <clears throat> if they can learn to decondition who society tells them that they are and really just understand how to embrace being that reflector. Who? They're just like the sweetest, like they're just like little white lights. Every person I've ever met that's a reflector. I just, they're so pure. Yeah, now I'm like, I really want to meet one. They Is there have. such a thing? Right, yeah, that's true. They don't know. They don't right. know. They're super conditioned. They're right. just, it's interesting, yeah. Is there such thing as like um, compatibility between different profiles? So yes, and not the types. Um, I mean, obviously, two defined people together that have two sacrals like, or two energy types, essentially, will have 
you know, energy together and they'll be an energetic couple probably. Um, my ex-husband and I, I was a generator, he was a projector. So it created a little bit of, I mean, very different ways of moving through the world and connecting right. with the world. So that creates its own thing. There is compatibility, um, but it's all about perspective. It's usually in yeah. the channels. It's in the channels. So um, like if I had half of a channel, if I had a gate, and then he had a gate, and then together the energy was like moving back and forth, it can create like chemistry, a very mm. chemical reactive reaction, wherein logically you have nothing in common. It doesn't make any sense. And it could actually be really unhealthy. Like he could just be a toxic person, but that energy is moving back and forth and it is what it is. Like, right. So uh, it's an understanding and there's, there's compatibility on many different levels. There's, right. there's compliment and compromise. So there's, I am getting ready to teach a whole, a whole thing on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I said that, I was thinking, I'm like, well, I don't know, compatibility, even with like astrology, I feel like our understanding of compatibility in that sense is kind of, we're kind of rising. And yes, yes, shifting. it is. And because we don't really know who we are. So we're like meeting each other in masks on anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So there's like energetic compatibility, but then there's like who we are pretending to be or who we think we are. None of us are in real relationship with one another right that's what blows my mind is like i'm not i mean i am because i'm aware now yeah um but most people are not in relationship with one another they're in relationship with an illusion or yeah i mean it's just fascinating and one of my who i am like my cross is a 4-1 which is very rare i'm a pure expression of one of the 64 hexagrams a pure expression of one of the i ching um gates essentially Mm-hmm. And that is intimacy. And my mission as a human, I have my business has its own human design. So that's like its own thing. But me oh, as a human, oh yeah, that's a whole, <laughs> that's whole another oh, podcast gosh. episode. <laughs> um, but my purpose here is at the, at the cross of strategy. It is union and relationships. It's to help us take the mass off to know ourselves so we can actually be in relationship with one another. So my business has been a conduit. Like we work together right? to be able to do what I'm here to do, but also what the business is here to do. Oh, and that's that real compatibility right there. Truly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you first learned about human design and you started like applying the principles of what you were learning, what Mm -hmm. started shifting for you where you were like, okay, yeah, this, this is so real. Oh, everything. Everything. (laughs) I am the illust- like the best illustration of what it looks like to live your human design. Like from if people can see from the beginning to from when I started to now, it's the best sales marketing like that you could even even think about. So I um was like 160, 164. I was I'm one five five four, so I was overweight. Um unhealthy, wasn't sleeping, was not self-expressed whatsoever. I mean I was opinionated, but I wasn't I wasn't expressing myself. I was just projecting Mm -hmm. my opinions onto other people. So everything has changed. I am the healthiest I've ever been. I'm the most expressive I've ever been. I'm the most pleasured I've ever been. I'm the most certain that I've ever been. I'm the most successful that I've ever been. I'm the most, I mean, everything has changed. Um, What changed immediately was how easy your life got. Yeah. Immediately things got easy. Things happened much faster. 
I built that trust with myself. My relationship with God deepened. My relationship with my husband ended. And, it, and then we built a whole new one. Mm. So like this marriage, you know, I wasn't afraid. I trusted myself and I trusted God because I knew that there was a plan and there was a map and I was built perfectly. I just had to, to live that. Right. And so when something's an aha uh-huh for me, but the rest of society is probably going to judge me harshly, I can really trust in that. And then when I do that, life gets really, really easy. Right. Um, and then like I eat by design, really, really, really enjoy my best to sleep by design. Um, and just everything. I live as much as I possibly can with my humanness. I try my best to live by design every day. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. How can someone be as embodied, not necessarily as you are, but how can someone like apply the strategy to their life and be embodied in their human design? Like what's starting, starting really small. I think, well, first identifying the patterns. Why haven't you already been? If this is natural and innate, if this was the plan all along that you were supposed to be X, Y, Z, why aren't you? Mm. So that's the patterns. Yeah. Addressing those patterns dismantling them because they're not yours. They're not meant for you. There's some patterns that you can work with and play with, but those aren't yours. These aren't yours. They don't even need to be in your field. Right. That's the, that you want to lose weight. You want to create capacity, drop the shit. That's not yours. Like truly. Yeah. So that's where I would start. Um, I would start with my book and then through the book, there are opportunities to learn more about your type and your strategy and your authority then diving deeper into your authority and making small decisions all day long based on your authority and then celebrating when you do. Yeah. Acknowledging that you did it, even though it was scary, even though your mom thought you were crazy or you might lose your relationship. But doing it anyway and then celebrating it, then the bigger things. And you just notice how your life unfolds in front of you and then obviously live in appreciation and gratitude. Oh, that's good. Sounds mm-hmm. like it starts with facing yourself and really like who are you you yeah. know like not who you think you are i mean there are days where i think i'm somebody and then i look back at my design and i'm like oh, this who you are like this who you are like i always come back home you know when i'm really society and my mom or whoever i'm around is like i'm just open you know and so i'm receiving it and i'm just like oh, who am i yeah. i need to remind myself every day i go back to home every day i'm just so grateful that i have that gift yeah every day like no this is who you are this is who you are this is who I am okay yes mm-hmm. that part right there I feel like we're like going back to it every single day because I think sometimes people have been like oh I figured it out like I oh can. it's a practice <laughs> it's a practice it's a practice. It's a daily no, practice it's I'm 32 so this has been 32 years of conditioning and acting as somebody that I'm not we think that like I'm just going to get the info no it's, in- information is just breakthrough Mm. transformation is in the implementation yes that's why we don't do i like i i don't personally do readings anymore but i have associate coaches we don't just do readings we will do a reading and then we will absolutely offer you into one of our containers for support so you can actually live your design right because a reading does not it's just more information especially when your nervous system is compounded by all the information you've been getting your whole life you actually don't have space for it so it, it could actually harm you to learn more information about yourself. Oh. So you have to make sure that you are getting information. Then you're also got nervous system work that you're doing, meditation, grounding. So you can actually 
receive it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's what's missing in the industry for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So if someone say felt restricted by certain aspects of their profile, like having to wait for the invitation, Mm -hmm. how would you like, what would be the first thing you would say to help them shift past that feeling of being restricted? So I would ask them if the way that they're doing it was working. Mm. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I I get it. You know, that's difficult, but like, that's not working. Let's try it this way. It's just an experiment. It isn't good, bad, right, or wrong. It's, it's just an experiment. And if, you, if, it, if you're not ready, then don't do it. Um, there's no, I promise you won't be any more limited than you already are right now. Because yeah. right now you're limited by like, limitations that aren't your own. I look at it this way. God gives us boundaries within our own bodies. That's it. Like, this is my, this is my potential. These are the boundaries that I have within my own body and my own capacity because I was built specifically and perfectly for and to have dominion over something very specific in this world. That is it. I don't want to do what you're doing because that's your, that's your, you're the queen of that. You rule over that. I rule over this. And so I don't think we're limited by our design. I think it brings us back to who we are. And then we always have free will. Do I want, is this what I want? You know, right. but I look at it this way. Is it working? Yeah. I mean, define working. Is it successful? We all have energetic signatures with our designs. That, that's kind of our, our natural state of being. So for me as a generator, if I'm aligned, I'm satisfied. Right. Well, I'm on here. I feel satisfied right now. I'm not hungry. I'm not looking to go do something else. I don't need anything. For, so this is aligned. Um, for projectors, it's success. Like, do you feel successful? Like, this thing was a success. Do I feel successful after I did this? You know, was, my, was this dinner successful to me? Or do I still feel empty or whatever? I'm still looking for something else. For manifestors, it's going to be um, peace. Like, do I feel peaceful? Because mm. they're just, they're typically very angry. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because the world has been so harsh. Yeah. Um, and so we all have these energetic signatures. So I'm asking if you, if you don't feel like joyful, if you don't feel peaceful, if you don't feel successful, if you don't feel satisfied, if you don't feel delighted, then maybe perhaps there's another way. And can you, can you open yourself to try something different? It's just an experiment. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's kind mm-hmm. of like – you don't have to feel restricted. You can, you can customize it. Oh, yeah. I mean, but everybody just feels like they need to control. Like, why yeah. do you feel like you need to do something? Why, right. do, why is waiting so hard for you? Yeah. What does that say about you? What do you make that mean? Yeah. So just letting that be the key to your limitlessness, that feeling that you feel limited and stifled or controlled by this strategy. I always, that's what I say. Your limits are your keys to your limitlessness. Yeah. Whatever you feel you're limited by is where you have to look to become limitless, to really be able to become limitless. Oh, that's deep. I hope people listening are taking notes right now. <laughs> These are like so quotables. <laughs> you know, if I feel limited, I'm like, I'm feeling very limited in something. Okay. Like, well, why? Why do I feel limited in that? Yeah. Why do I need to control this. You know, what part of me feels like I might be rejected or abandoned and blah, blah, blah. Those are all patterns. Right. It's not like... Are probably not mine. Right. 
you know? to be like a, an observer instead of a reactor. That's all that this is. Human design, our human design is just our vehicle, our bodies. This is how our unique vehicle field was meant to move through the world. There's that. And then there's consciousness. We are consciousness just plopped into a vehicle. Right. We just, at, up until this point, didn't have a manual for how our vehicle was working. So we were trying to control it. Yeah. But if we, we start to just let our vehicle do its thing, we then get to finally observe. Free your mind. Right. Your mind's trying to control and make decisions. That's not what it was created for. Oh, I love that. That's a good well, Let your body do its thing. Yeah. Let your body do its thing. And then you have all the space to create because that's what it was created for. Was right. to create. Oh. So much. Oh, I love it. All right. Um, I'm curious. Do you, what type of people do you usually work with or like market your, your, your teachings towards? Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the level. So I have... Um, I had the book, obviously, is for anybody that's, that feels that they're driven and that they want more out of life, more, more high-performance women, typically women that have a nine-to-five but also have a side hustle, have found it very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, and then my programs, my more like business-oriented programs are usually oriented for people that are at five to $10,000 and they want fifteen dollars to $20,000 consistency. Right. Um, they're looking for like a quarter of a million a year. They're not looking to build big, necessarily big corporations. They just want to create freedom and then right. help other people. Um, and then I have women that have seven and eight figure businesses that I work with personally one-on-one. -on -one. And the way I work with them is helping them move through their anxiety when you have responsibility at that level um, and their relationships with their partners and then their relationships with their children, the dynamic between their children, allowing themselves to really show up for their business without all that mommy guilt and shame. Yeah. And then I also help them with the dynamics of their team to help build communication, make sure everybody's in the right seat and communicating with their, you know, it goes back to the relationships and the dynamic. Um, so I have a, wherever anybody is at, I have something for them. Right. But most of the time people are finding me and at the five to $10,000 a month level or have a side hustle. Then they're just looking to create freedom in their lives and to feel yeah. those energetic signatures. Yeah, those powerhouse women. Mm -hmm. What draws you to um, serve women especially? That's a good, really great question because it's the kids mm. and the men. So I believe that things got really skewed in that Garden of Eden, and we got real confused about our roles uh, here. And I believe that when we know who we are, we love ourselves then we are, it's self-acceptance, well, self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. Then we can guide our children. It's really about them because we cannot steward them. We cannot help them be what their full potential is because they're going to save the world. Right. If we can guide them because that's all a mother is. That's all she's meant to be was a guide, a spiritual guide, a guide, not, not a controller. You know, nobody, not necessarily in command. And so I find that once women are able to live their life in alignment as they are, then they are really, they, they're able to do that with their children. They're able to help their children be who their children were meant to be and not who they need them to be. So then they can feel loved and, and validated. Right. You know, we're, we're basically raising our children to make us feel a certain way. A lot of us have children just so we have something to love. So, you know, I, I mean, that's the truth of it. 
a lot of us haven't even actually asked ourselves why we really decided to have children. If it was a conscious choice, why I wanted a kid, why? Yeah. Because my mom, we wrote it. Why? You know, keep going. <laughs> so it's really for the kids, but also we men can't be who they came here to be unless we get our shit together. Mm. I mean, we, that's just how God intended it. We are the crown jewel. We are the last thing he created. I mean, we have got to be back into who we are in order for them to be safe, feel that they can be who they are. We got to stop emasculating them. You know, we've, I think it just isn't going to work. So if we want to save the world, we have to focus on ourselves first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And they have no other option. When the polarity is back, when the women are in their feminine, the men can be in their masculine, and then the kids can be whoever they are. But right now, I got to focus on women. Yeah. Because they're so powerful. Because when things are out of alignment for us, it's like power is power. So we're either powerfully in alignment and everything's great or powerfully out of alignment and everything's chaos. Right. Right now, look at the world. Yeah. It's a big, we're in the middle. It's really uncomfortable right now, but we're shifting. It's like this really murky pendulum swinging and we're in that like really uncomfortable, like what is going on? Right. so crazy right now. Um, and that's why the tools of presence and grace and faith and human design coming back home, so important right now. Yes. That's beautiful. It's such like a, a full circle moment to why you are the mother of human design. There it is. Now we know. Now we really know. <laughs> now we really know. Yeah, I love that. All right. It has been such a pleasure to connect yes. with you today. You are very powerful and inspirational. Thank you. And Thank you. I can't wait for everyone to listen to this episode. Where can people find you online? Yes. So I love to play over on Instagram. So I am Paige Michelle. I it's literally at I am Paige Michelle. Okay. Um, you can find me on my website at thepagemichelle.com. And then on Facebook, I have a group called The Process with Paige. So um, just go to facebook.com slash The Process with Paige. Okay. And you will find me there. And then all of my links for my books, my, my podcast, whatever else you want to dive in. Yes. Yes. I'm getting that book right after this. It's called Patterns. It's called The Patterns. Yeah. The Patterns. If, you go to my, if you go to my Instagram, go to the, the link. And then you can get it in any format that you want. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here, Paige. This has been amazing. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Feminine Flow. If you love this episode, I would absolutely love if you left a review so more people can find out about our special little corner of the online world. And if you're feeling extra social, take a screenshot anytime you're tuning in, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at bystinafay. I promise I will always respond. Sending you so much love. Until next time.